Hey guys, this is Corey, and you are listening to the Bible Built Heathen Podcast. Here we discuss everything Bible and some of the oddities that come from the fundamentalist center of Christianity, known as the Bible Belt. Repentance! And awakened in hell! Falling headlong into hell fire! Don't mess with the King James Bible! Within a hundred years, a great majority of people in this building will possibly be in hell. For the devil and his angel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seen. Welcome back to another episode in our Speaking Christianese series. And today we are continuing on with the phrase, Word of God. So, you walk into any church here in the Midwest. doesn't matter which church. On any given day, and you are going to hear the word, or hear the phrase, Word of God, no less than half a dozen times. And this is one of those phrases that's just loaded with all sorts of assumptions uh, because we think like modern Westerners. So go figure. And some of those assumptions can create some odd and not very helpful ways of thinking about the Bible, which in turn affects how we read it. So we're going to flesh out uh, one of these assumptions. And this assumption is a big one. So it's tied to the idea of inerrancy, which if you want to start a Baptist brawl here in the Bible Belt, just just say something or question really anything about inerrancy. So this word of God, it has this sort of presupposition behind it that it's direct speech from God to us. And the argument goes something like this. It's because God is perfect, his word is, is perfect and because the Bible is God's word it is perfect and so this creates this dynamic where the Bible is essentially full of a bunch of facts and it's almost as if we're reading an instruction manual or some kind of rule book and every verse tells us exactly what happened or what needs to happen as if God is standing in front of us, speaking directly to us. It's like a direct speech. And this assumption based on this phrase, Word of God, is really unhelpful, and it's actually pretty damaging. I agree that the Word of God is God communicating to us, um, but this creates a position that is unnecessary, and it's really undefendable. And... So, we're going to look at this phrase, Word of God, um, from the Old Testament perspective. And I'm going to read a little portion of an article in the Anchor Yale Bible Dictionary that kind of sums up the basic definition of the Hebrew terms that are used for word in the phrase, Word of God. Um, And this is an article by Terrence E. Freedom in the Anchor Yale Bible Dictionary, uh, page 961. And he says... The meaning of the Hebrew terms is basically an articulate and intelligible utterance. When used of God, it refers to a medium of divine communication, a verbal encounter between God and individuals, whereby the divine will become operative in the lives of those concerned. Right, so according to this little article here, the idea is that it is God communicating and revealing himself to some individual. Uh, or humanity, and it's some kind of medium of divine communication. So this can be verbal, 
Um, you see this a lot in the Old Testament when prophets are talking about the word of God, or it can be written, which is what we will be focusing on because whenever you hear the phrase word of God, most people think of the Bible as the written word of God. So this phrase at its most basic means that it's God communicating, like I said, and that's it. So when we start adding on to that definition, we're actually adding our modern assumptions. And we start making a little bit of a mess of things because we're adding meaning to the text. We're not letting the text speak for itself, right? It's simply communication from God. It never specifies the vehicle or mode in which God is communicating. And the Bible itself is actually very aware of this. Right? It is through human beings. It is through human agency. It's through human literature. But not only that, this literature is very ancient. It's foreign literature. And it's been edited and redacted into a story about how God interacts in the world. And that's exactly how God wanted it. Right? It's written through a culture that is very different from ours. And it's God communicating through these foreign languages, literary styles, and this culture that's a couple thousand years removed from us. And it's human language, which is, which is necessarily flawed. And God he used this human language to communicate his will to us. That's the vehicle or the mode that God used. He is aware that, it, that this human language has its issues. He is aware that it is not perfect, but that's the vehicle that he intended to use. Not to mention that we have to translate it into our native language, which requires a level of interpretation by some individual. So, just summing all that up, the phrase word of God does not mean that you have to go beyond that definition that it is just communication through human agency. I would argue that to go beyond that definition is actually to add to the meaning of the phrase. And it creates this unnecessary uh, issues and some interpretive challenges that don't need to be there. We're actually making things harder on ourselves by creating a, a position that is not defendable. Uh, in order to be able to defend this position, you have to create some very odd interpretive juggling. You have to create this interpretive juggling where just just using as an example, you know, when we start talking about Genesis 1, this is this is a big deal to a lot of people here in the Midwest. Genesis 1, that the seven days are actually seven days. When we start talking about that process, you know, they start they start doing this interpretive juggling. This says, oh, well, God created the light before the sun and the moon, uh, but that was God's light. You know, and that's, it's just not a part of the text, and it creates issues, and it, it's just an undefendable position. And I've heard that, you know, God created the world old, to look old. And that's why when we do our dating, we talk about the age of the earth, it, it just looks old. It's not really old, it just looks old. So it's those types of interpretive juggling that we have to do and it's just unnecessary and I really think it's unhelpful the Bible is very aware of itself God is aware of his word and the vehicle and agencies that he's using to communicate his will to the word 
to the world, and that is sufficient. That is sufficient for him, and it should be sufficient for us. So one resource that I think everyone should read uh, on this topic is a book by a man named Pete Enns. Uh, he has a PhD from Harvard University, so he definitely knows what he's talking about. And the book is entitled How the Bible Actually Works. And I think it's really helpful with just a basic understanding of what the Bible is and how we should approach Scripture. And this has been one of those books that's really helped me along the way, and I will put a link to the book in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Bible Belt Heathen Podcast. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like and subscribe.